Welcome back to For Your Amusement, where we discuss theme parks around the country, all for your amusement. I'm Kyle. I'm here with my friends Nolan and Nick. Guys, welcome. And we're back again. (laughs) We've been having some technical difficulty. Yeah, strange hiatus that we're not going to go into too much detail. Stranger things. Better than ever. Exactly. We're back, and uh, Horror Nights is back, too. Um we just had all ten houses announced, right, Nolan? Or are we still missing one? Yeah, all ten. All ten scare zones. So basically, they took the curtain off, right? Yep, they did the houses, shows, scare zones, everything's unleashed. All right, do you have a list of houses in front of you? Yeah, I got the whole map I'm all looking right. at. Do me a favor and give me, give me the rundown house by house. Oh, yeah, so um, on the sound stages, they got the Bride of Frankenstein. Um, Texas Chainsaw, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, and HHN Icons. Alright, so two of those I've been through. Um, probably most anticipated would be the Icons House. What's your most anticipated? Yeah, I would say that one probably. And, I mean, obviously Chainsaw Massacre, that's uh, a big one too. So, starting out pretty hot. Exactly, damn right. <laughs> All right, and then uh, I'll do the next three. We have um, Welcome to Scary, which is uh, horror in the heartland. I don't know. Uh, Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin, and Puppet Theater. Three original houses, which I'm a fan of. Um, They did a video that kind of had a walkthrough of the Puppet Theater house. looked amazing. Most anticipated... Based on name alone, I'm going with Wicked Growth because of the – I forget the the name of the house they had a few years back. Like uh, – I think I know what you're talking about. It's like – oh, my God, Nick. Remember things. I want to say it was Scarecrows, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Scarecrow, yeah. Yeah. But we, I'm pretty sure we didn't get to do that, which kind of sucked because I heard it was a big, big hit. I bet, yeah. What's All right. Uh, probably welcome to scary. Okay. I don't know. Just seems something. Something's kind of striking something. And I, I, I saw the uh, the facade, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it looks pretty cool. So I feel like it might be like a old, old fashioned something. Maybe like a a movie, like a uh, not a movie, but a uh, a screening or something like that. All right. And then the last three we have a. Uh, Haunting of Hill House, Beetlejuice, and Case Files, Unearth, Legendary Truth. Now, the Legendary Truth is a really awesome original series that they've had that's based on, like, a traditional paranormal, like, sort of like paranormal activity, but dated, I want to say, late 1800s, early 1900s. I could be wrong, so I'm curious to know how they continue the story. But probably my most anticipated, based on the facade picture they released, is Hill House. And I saw the show, which I loved. Yeah, that uh, facade was kind of wicked. And uh, I mean, all I mean, all three of those, I mean, want to go in pretty bad. And I mean, just in the whole map, it's uh, not map, but house itself. I mean, it really isn't one that's kind of like lacking. You know, like usually there's like one or two that are like, eh. but I mean, they, I think they have a, a solid lineup. 
I agree. They stacked it. I saw some uh, aerial shots, some helicopter shots of the facades. Not the facades. Yeah, I guess it would be the facades of some of the tent houses that they haven't shown pictures of yet. And I think it was Wicked Growth where it was covered in pumpkins. It looked really really cool. So I I expect nothing. I don't expect a bad house this year. I don't think there's going to be a flop house. Uh, You got uh, got one or two that I think are going to be big hits. So, I'm not sure, well, okay, so I guess if, to answer that, I mean, Beetlejuice is always really popular. I'm not sure, you know, if they're going to make it scary or funny or what it's going to be, but obviously, you know, that's going to be something to look, you know, kind of look forward to. Um, and then also, just quick question, and I think we kind of talked about, about it last time, but for anyone who's like me, who's not a, a you know, big horror or Halloween horror uh, fan, um, so Jack has been the talk of Halloween Horror Nights and the fact that he's back. And so for the uninitiated, can you guys talk a little bit about Jack and, like, what his presence is going to be? Oh, uh, yeah, Nick can get that. So Jack the Clown is basically – he's a ringmaster, as you would see in any circus. And he was an icon, I want to say – oh, man, I don't want to be wrong here. If I'm wrong. I'm going to be hated. I want to say he he came out in the 16th year. I could be wrong with that. Don't quote me on it. (laughs) Um, But he was just this, like, really raunchy, in-your-face, kind of, like, likably unlikable clown character that they created. And you know how everybody hates clowns or is scared of clowns? It's like this weird stigma or whatever. So they kind of piggybacked off that and... He kind of has, like, a charm to him, the guy that they – I don't know if it's the same guy that's going to be playing him, but he he was, like, a, a huge fan favorite. Then he disappeared for a while. They were trying different things, different themes every year, and obviously the 30th year, they're bringing him back, and he has a huge cult following within the mm-hmm. Dot Horror Night uh, a cult, if you will. So I, I expect a, 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 a Jack the Clown to be walking around freely just causing chaos. And I wouldn't be surprised. Wait, Nolan, real quick. Did they put a show in the Fear Factor Theater on the map yet? Yeah, I was going to get to that. Okay, never mind. We'll wait till. But uh, think of him pretty much like a uh, terrifying Beetlejuice. That's kind of like I would think of it. And uh, if you didn't know, this year is the 30th year of Horror Nights. We've been doing this for 30 years. So usually when it's like every five or ten years, they kind of go like an extra mile on it. So, obviously, especially with COVID getting canceled last year, they might even raise it even more. So, that's the, the big hope with that. Um, so, moving on to what Nick was alluding to, scare zones and shows. Um, so, there's so scare zones, if, for Kyle or people who haven't really been, um, there's houses and scare zones and obviously shows. Scare zones are, like, um, different parts of the park where they have a themed kind of experience with the uh, kind of scare actors and just like entertainment it just varies between um what they choose and it's honestly really cool how they kind of just um make it their own and from day to night it's a whole different experience obviously walking into the park and then experiencing that it's it's pretty cool so this year they have 30 years 30 fears which is probably alluding to um, a lot of icons, um, Seek and Destroy, Crypt TV, Gorewood Forest, and Lights, Camera, Act, Action, Eddie's Revenge. And then the two shows are Marathon of Mayhem, Carnage Factory, and Halloween Nightmare Fuel. Um, I think 
Yeah, uh, S2. So, Halloween Nightmare Fuel, I have no clue what that is. That's in the Fear Factor building, or show. And the Marathon of Mayhem, the Carnage Factor, which is with uh, Jack, is kind of in, like, the Central Park area. So... It's not the stage underneath Rip Ride Rocket? No, no, it's, um, kind of... Oh, is it in front of the mummy? No, it's, like, the actual park, like, um, uh, you know where the, uh, the crepe stand is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of, like, directly across from, uh, um, the horror makeup show. Wasn't that the Lagoon show last year with the water? Yeah, yeah, it's like in that area where the standing is, but they might have a stage or something over there. I have no clue. So, (laughs) so, yeah. I'm assuming with the popularity of uh, the Academy of Villains show, the dance show they had, I think they just brought in another dance crew for that. What was it called? Halloween? Nightmare Fuel. I think it's a dance show. That, That would be my guess. I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure on that, but uh I do uh I I showed Nick earlier. Uh there's took a couple pictures from one of the scare zones, which is a uh, Crypt TV, and they have a lot of strange things over there. <laughs> I I have no clue what's going on over there. Yeah, it was like uh I don't want to know if you want to call it satanic drawings, but it was very suggestive. It was like naked people being stabbed in like a pool or something. It was kind of wild. Okay, so I got a description on the show. Um, the it's a new show with nocturnal creatures, aerialists of the night, and frightful fire performer perform, performers set to rock, metal, and electronic music. Hmm. So. I'm not sure how to react to that until I see it. <laughs> to be continued, I guess. So, yeah. So, Kyle, you got any comments on that? Anything? No, I mean, it, it sounds interesting, and they're going all out. Um, the only thing that, like, like I don't know about, and I don't want to put, like, a damper on it, but, like, with the Delta variant, like, I don't know how it's going to affect Horror Nights at all, if it will. I mean, the good news for you guys and for everyone is that, Florida is, like, avoiding the Delta variant, trying to, like, pretend it doesn't exist. So maybe it won't affect it at all. Um, But that's just something to just be aware of. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with it being so close, um, unless something kind of wild happens, they're probably just going to run with it. Um, Like I said, I think I said in a couple of podcast episodes before, I think their best solution if they decided to do something would just be to mask up if for each house which is obviously indoors but other than that everything else is outdoors you know and i mean i think that's your best case scenario to kind of control somewhat and kind of keep people safe if they want to go to it you know yeah if they said anything about wearing masks or having plexiglass in the houses um nothing that i know of um i don't think there's plexiglass um and as of now, with the the regular park, they just recommend wearing masks indoors. It's not mandatory. So unless, th- if that 
unless that changes, then I assume it's going to stay the way it is. But right. I, I've been telling you the the scariest house of all would be like <laughs> just putting people in there and have someone talk. <laughs> Or yeah. yeah, or maybe or the anti for the anti vaxxers <laughs> one with like people chasing you with needles trying to give you the vaccine. Hey, I I'd run like heck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me uh, if uh, DeSantis comes over, <laughs> put him in that house. Oh man! So speaking of running out, um, back in Disney Springs, um, the NBA experience, um. Right next to, I think, the bowling alley has been permanently closed. It was obviously a huge fan favorite with the Disney Quest. And uh, they just recently opened it, I think, maybe two years ago. And obviously, it kind of got screwed with COVID. But even so, I thought it was kind of just like a whatever thing. It was more like a a thing to um, sell NBA merchandise and kind of get, like, uh, people in. Um so I'm curious to see what you guys think of kind of what have been and what do you think might go inside there. Kyle, you want to go first? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, like Nolan, like you said, it was really a disappointment, um, just that whole place, because, you know, Universal had it first, right? They had the NBA, you know, experience, whatever, and it was a restaurant, and, like, they were, you know, you had, they had the, um, the basketballs on the wall that showed the handprints of like all the players. You had like all these game, you know, basketball games in the back and it was like a cool, fun atmosphere. Um, and this one was just like, it was literally a store. And then in the back, they had like, you could do drills or something. And it was like an exorbitant amount of money. And I just remember going there like, what is this? Like, what, what are they trying to do here? And so I think that was a missed opportunity. Um, and I mean, you know, in terms of what they could do, I mean, go back to, like, basics and do something that's more interactive and, you know, have, like, a fan experience. Um, Nick, what do you think? Personally, I think they had a good idea. I think they priced themselves out. I think it was, like, $35, $40 per person to experience whatever they had set up there, which could work. But, I mean, you know, a family of four, you're going to go broke just on that. <laughs> The, the shop they had was I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I thought they had yeah it displayed. I mean they had everything to buy, but I I don't know. Do you think it would have survived better as a restaurant, Nolan? Uh, I think so. I mean Disney does very well with uh, theme restaurants. Obviously with Disney Springs, they have a decent amount, and each one of them are probably big hits. And uh, I think if you brought in NBA City Part 2 or whatever you want to call it, I think they could have probably executed pretty well with it. All right, so what do you think should go with it? I think Disney Disney Quest 2.0. So what's the original Disney Quest? Um, It was like a ginormous game, Dave and Buster's, but it was Disney-themed. I would like to see something um, based on what they have in the parks, you know, like I would love to see like a Star Wars restaurant or, you know, something like that or an Avatar restaurant like that would be really cool. Yeah, well, I saw a tweet and somebody said to turn it into the Walt Disney World Museum, 
Mm. And they said they should fill it with props and things from the history of Walt Disney World. And then they would have, like, a section where you can experience, like, past gone attractions. That's oh, actually cool. a good point, because they have the Walt Disney Family Museum in California, but it's not attached to Disney. I don't even think it's close to Disney. But they don't really have anything like that on either coast or any continent, I believe. And every, they had one thing in, uh, what's it called now? Not MGM, but Hollywood Studios, where they had, yeah. I don't know, it was like a small walkthrough, <laughs> props and shit. That was really cool, but mm-hmm. it did justice to what the history of the park offers. Yeah, I think that would be a cool experience. Um, as a huge building, um, I think who would be opposed to that, especially if they hit it out the park, you know? Yeah, it would be similar to like what Universal just got, you know, with that that prop store. Oh yeah. no, that's not. <clears> but on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that. <clears throat> that's place kind of just for merchandise. That's not really about history. Got it. Yeah, I know they definitely could do something more in in Disney theme, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. So, uh, anything else? Um, no, nothing on that. All right, cool. So uh, moving on, um, I know Kyle put a poll up on our Twitter for your amusement um, where uh, it was asking what people thought of what should be replaced at Poseidon's Fury. Um, I'm not sure. Kyle, did you post this before or after it officially closed? I Well, I posted it the day that it was announced. That Well, I guess. I don't know if Universal ever officially announced it, but this was when there were journalists that were reporting that it was closed. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know the results we had? or I do. So, right. we it was a pretty big poll. So, we had 25 respondents, and the three options were a new ride, a new show, or a permanent Halloween Horror Nights house. And I was stunned by the results because... said they wanted a new ride, 16% said they wanted a new show, and only 4% said they wanted a permanent horror house. Shout out the 4%. I (laughs) thought that that would, just I thought that would be a runaway um, winner, was the the, uh, permanent house, but apparently not. Yeah, so um, rumor is that the 80% will get this wish, um, that they were... Are supposedly supposed to build a Zelda ride. I don't know if the whole land will transform into that, but based off the rumors, the Zelda thing is pretty certain. And uh, the thing, the concepts that they have are actually pretty cool. Um, if you look online, you could probably see a bunch of things. But um, one of the things I remember was a kind of like a Pirates of the Caribbean sort of ride, mm-hmm. but then it turns into a um, like you're, you fly on like a, you're on a boat and then like an ET sort of thing, but I'm not sure if it goes fast or whatnot, but I think that'd be pretty cool. Obviously new technology is always a win and, uh, obviously more visuals and, uh, props, physical sets is always a plus too. But the thing with me though, however, is that is a cool thing, but it is such a huge land where I don't know how you could kind of just put Zelda right there, which is a pretty decent property, but, like, Marvel has its own land, Harry Potter has its own thing, and then you just have, like, Zelda, you know? So that's yeah. kind of, like, where I'm 
looking at it unless they have other plans. So, I think Nick, just, do you, you want to go next? Yeah, I think they're just gonna expand Harry Potter. I hate to be <laughs> like that, but it's like Nolan said, it doesn't make any damn sense. Um, just to stick in a huge franchise in the middle of uh, between what uh, Doctor Seuss and Harry Potter, the only thing yeah. that makes sense is Harry Potter. Yeah, well, I mean, just looking at it, you know, that whole land needs, you know, to be revamped. Yeah, and, you it know, is you have, huge. It's huge, and it's kind of wasted now because Sinbad has been, you know, that stunt show has been closed for a while. And Poseidon's Fury, is, you know, now is closed, but it it had potential. It just never lived up to what it was supposed to be. You know, it, mm-hmm. it could have been something really special. Um, and then that's a huge, like, that's a huge set of land right there. Um, so like Nick said, I mean, you would think that, Maybe they would do a Harry Potter extension because it, it is right there, um, which, I mean, I would be all for. Um, but at the same time, I think the Zelda thing could work, too. And I know, you know, even if they don't do like a land, like having just a new ride there, you know, would be beneficial. Um, I do think that I think that we saw that video said the original plan was to have it's like Mario World kind of near there, I think, with the kids zone. And then that would kind of be an extension. Um but obviously, you know, Mario World is now being saved for the new park. Um, so I guess either Zelda or Harry Potter World would make the most sense. Yeah, I think, honestly, I mean, Zelda would be cool, especially if they, they make it uh, a cool experience. But I think they should, I don't know what franchise you could think of, but transforming that whole land into something new, I think, would be your best bet. Because... Right. Like I was saying, like Zelda, I, I don't, I just, it just doesn't make sense to me with having the whole land as it is right now and then just having a Zelda ride. And mm-hmm. then also the Harry Potter thing, obviously, I would never say no to that, but I feel like also it might be a little bit too much. Yeah, and like okay. how much, how much more can you put into that park? Also with uh, the rumor of putting it into the new park as well. So. Listen, this would never happen, but if I were sitting in a blue sky room with a bunch of execs and they were telling me to pitch ideas, the first thing that I would say is an original idea. They, they, somebody's going to take a risk at some point. There's too much franchise bullshit out there. Original. If they come up with an original idea and it's solid, it's, it's, it's limitless. You can only get it within the walls of the park. And mm-hmm. then if it's that good and there's, there's a story potential to build on. You can make a movie out of it, whatever. Guys, try something new, man. Yeah, I actually, I actually yeah. do kind of like that idea just because, like Nick was saying, like you could be so limitless if you decided to roll with that and say it kind of hit. I mean, you could expand on that, et cetera. So that's a decent idea, too. Well, it's interesting, Nick, you say that, too, like something new. Um, because, like, I don't think there's any ride that is completely new. I think everything is based on an IP. You know, it's not like there's no, um, you know, Pirates or Haunted Mansion. And, you know, the whole concept of Orlando, you know, Universal was Ride the Movies. So that would be interesting to see what they could do with an original ride. Universal, do it. <laughs> Sweet, man. Shit. <laughs> And then, uh, last but not least, um, yesterday, believe it or not, was National Roller Coaster Day. And, uh, yeah. Uh, 
we had a poll up on our Twitter for your amusement. And uh, so we pretty much just had, because we're obviously an Orlando podcast, um, just the four uh, roller coasters in uh, Universal. Um, and on the poll, we had Incredible Hulk, Hagrid's Magical Creatures, Adventure, uh, well, I don't know the rest, uh, oh. Revenge, <laughs> Revenge of the Mummy, and then Velocicoaster. So obviously, you guys would assume that Velocicoaster is first, which 57% voted on that. Um, second was Haggard's, 30%. Third, actually, was Revenge of the Mummy with 9%. And then Hulk only got 4%, which I believe just one vote. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you guys agree, disagree with that? Nick? I agree. Also, it's also Rip Bad Rocket wasn't included in that. Uh, I was going to say that. Else. But, uh, I mean, I think that would be last. <laughs> yeah, I like Rip Red Rocket, though. I mean, not not more than the other ones, but I like it. Um, I, I, we, me, I think Nick is the same opinion, but I really liked it at first. But as time goes, the track, the the cards are just, it just, it's not a good experience once you get off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, it's like you're in a washing machine. <laughs> Um, yeah, in terms of the, the poll, I mean, I've never been on the Velocicoaster, so I can't <laughs> say anything about that, unfortunately. Um, but Hagrid's, besides that, was the best by far. Um, for me personally, I like the Incredible Hulk more than I like the Mummy. But, Ooh, um, okay. you know, it is, they're both good rides. Fair, fair. So the question I have for you guys is, regard any park, Orlando, City, state, uh, New York, Cali, Texas, Idaho, New Mexico, Europe, I don't know. So my question to you guys is what, I'll ask, I'll ask two, I'll ask your favorite roller coaster in Orlando and then your favorite roller coaster outside and then if the one, and then you have to say if the one outside is better than the Orlando one. Mm. All right, so Velocicoaster, I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's so fresh in my mind. It's so good. That's my Orlando one. Outside, I'm gonna have to say Superman. I'm trying to think what they had at Hershey Park. They had some good ones. Yeah, but I think Superman was was the best. What, what, Superman's what really cool. Oh, Nolan, you went on, you you went on the new stuff at Hershey, so you can use that as a reference. Oh, yeah, yeah, but nothing was really um, better because me and Nick went to uh, a while ago. We went to um, Six Flags in Massachusetts. I think it was in Springfield, if I'm not mistaken, or around there. Um, and the Superman ride is it's they they vary between each Six Flags, but uh, the one in Massachusetts is like regarded as like a top roller coaster in the U.S. and that didn't disappoint. That was like insane because like I still like can visualize everything and it happened. Uh, I'm trying to think, maybe like 13 years or so. Yeah. Years. So yeah. So did you guys? So you said it varies. So I've only been on the one in New Jersey, but that one it it tilts you. So you're yeah, I I I've been on that one too. What? Yeah. The, so what's this one. So this one is like kind of just like a. 
a huge, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's, it's, it's still like two by coaster. It goes like 80 miles an hour. It's just wow. ridiculous. That's yeah. Yeah. You have to look it up on uh, YouTube if you guys are interested. It's, it's kind of wild. Um, but, uh, so do you think, uh, Superman better than Velocicoaster? shit <laughs> no because of the back half of the roller coaster no true, true, true um my answer for Orlando I, I probably just gonna say Velocicoaster I couldn't say something else but like like Nick is saying like it's just it just was a really cool experience and um it's kind of hard to beat um but Outside the U.S. or outside, <laughs> outside Orlando, um, I'd probably say King the Ka. Um, that that was probably the only roller coaster that like I was honestly petrified to go on. <laughs> like usually, like I'm like nervous or like excited, anticipated, but like this, I was like actually, decide. I I was like, shit, do I want to go on this anymore? Like I wanted to like leap the line. <laughs> so, um, but it was like a wild experience if you ever have a chance you have to do it because like it's just insane and like like uh for example like Velocicoaster, uh where the top hat portion is i believe it's like two and a half of those oh christ <laughs> mighty oh that's terrifying yeah so it's it's a really cool experience um so kyle yeah no it's funny because you took my answer because <laughs> king the car was mine um, so did you go to the one in Massachusetts or where did you go? Yeah, the, the one in, uh, Jersey. Oh, okay, Jersey. Yeah, I didn't know if there was another one in one of the other Six Flags, but I went to the Jersey one also. That one is unbelievable, because like you said, like, you don't want to get on at first. Um, <laughs> but I was, <laughs> that was the point where, I mean, I was just, I was like, you know what, let me do it and then get it over with. And like you said, it's, it's huge. It's, I think it's like the tallest coaster in the world, or at least in America. And it just, you shoot straight up. And then right when you go, you're about to tip down, it holds you at that spot looking over, like at, at the top for like 10 seconds, you're looking down. And then it sends you dropping all the way down. It's just like a full straight drop. And it's nuts. Um, and it's, it's crazy. That one was my favorite one outside of Orlando. It's like you said, Nolan, if you didn't experience it and you're a roller coaster fan, you have to because it's just such an interesting experience. Mm. Um, so that one's yeah. So that one's my outside of Orlando. For inside, so I think that Hagrid is my probably it's a it's my favorite ride that's technically a roller coaster. But like when I think of roller coasters, I don't really consider Hagrid that much of a roller coaster if that makes sense. Because, like, there are all these stops and, you know, they're different animatronics. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I think of, like, a pure roller coaster, I think of more like the Hulk, which is, like, just a, you know, regular roller coaster. And it's, like, gotcha. that's the that's the one, like, in terms of a roller coaster I always think of as my favorite. So I would have to say Hulk in that, uh, you know, scenario. Um, and I'd probably take Hulk over um, King Naka, just because King Naka, like, you do it once and then you don't really want to do it again. <laughs> Like Hulk, I know I'm, I want to do it over and over again. Gotcha. Do you guys uh, have any honorable mentions? 
Ooh. At least for me, I can just name like a couple I was thinking of. Uh, I have Kraken, which was which is in SeaWorld, which is a really cool roller coaster. Yeah. Um, Dueling Dragons, RIP. Um, when that thing was running in Dueling, Ooh. it was a really cool experience. And then I think my third one would probably be uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, just because the lift or the takeoff is insane. And it's a really cool concept with like the music uh, intertwined with it. And I think it's just a, a cool theme coaster. So, Nick? I would say uh, Shigra, definitely. Shigra. Shigra's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan hit it on the head with Dueling Dragons. That that would probably uh, all right. Nolan, uh, hot seat question: Velocicoaster or Dueling Dragons? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man! My answer is Dueling Dragons. It's it's very close. It is it, like I'm just picturing it at night and that thing just flying. <laughs> like that, that was that was up there. Listen, I think fire was better, right? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was 100. percent there is nothing like your feet dangling on a roller coaster. So we don't really do they have they don't have that anymore, right? It's because that was the only one universal. And yeah. but, yeah. but supposedly they're building Dueling Dragon 2.0 in the new part. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess we'll have to wait. So and we'll see. see. All right. Um, yeah, in terms of like other ones for me, um, so. I mean, I know, like, you know, if we said Hagrid is kind of a roller coaster, if we have, like, another one that's, like, kind of a roller coaster, I would say Gringotts. Because Gringotts, Gringotts is, like, mo- like it's mostly a roller coaster with, you know, the, the show scenes and stuff like that. Um, so that one, um, obviously, we've talked about um, Superman in in uh, New Jersey. Um, and also, I like Nitro in New Jersey and Six Flags. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, a, that's a pretty cool one. Like, even, like, El Toro, which is, like, a, a wooden roller coaster in, in Six Flags, that one's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, those would probably be a couple of my top ones. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, especially, I mean, Six Flags, some of them, like, really, really uh, put up uh, Orlando with a good fight. Yeah. Did you hear about that point incident that they had where the lady got hit with a flying part off the roller coaster? I don't, uh, I don't think so. Some lady got, I forget what the, oh, it was a famous ride, I can't remember. But some lady got hit with a flying piece off one of the coasters. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, um, that's what matters. <laughs> exactly. But honestly, I think that, like, I would prefer any of the, uh, the universal roller coasters over anything else. Just, pre- you know, personally. Yeah. The- theming is so huge on attractions, and, I mean, Orlando just just does it better than anybody else. So, um, on that note, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening. Um, as always, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at For Your Amusement Podcast or For Your Amusement. And uh, hopefully you subscribe to us wherever you listen to us on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.